Here is another short take from The Christian Worldview with David Wheaton. So what can one say to all that? And, and there's more. There's much more that I didn't even read. Ravi Zacharias, the famed Christian apologist, was an unrepentant adulterer and deceiver in thought and deed. Now, I know that's hard to sink in, to really comprehend, to process. If you're like me and heard him on the radio and heard him speak and knew about his books and so forth, but there's no other conclusion that can be made than that. He harmed these women's lives. I know some of it may have been consensual, but some was clearly coercive and some was potentially criminal as well. He harmed their lives. He harmed, obviously, his wife. You can't even imagine what she must be going through, their children. Uh, His ministry, of course, is in complete shambles, uh, likely going to be disbanded probably in some ways. Who knows what's going to happen there? Uh, And Christians themselves, people who followed Ravi Zacharias, learned from him, obviously are completely, probably many of them just disillusioned about who is this man that I was following? He was living a a double life, a, a secret life. I mean, he shamed and disqualified himself. But the greatest offense above all these things, of, of whom he harmed more even than the women and his own wife and family and the ministry and Christians who listened to him, the greatest offense that any of us can do is to bring shame to the name of Jesus Christ or to God himself. You recall what the prophet Nathan said to King David when he confronted him after his adultery of uh, with uh, Bathsheba and the murder of Bathsheba's husband, Uriah. Uh, he said this line, which should be emblazoned uh, across our mind when we're tempted to sin. He said to David, you have given occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme. That's from 2 Samuel chapter 12, and it's absolutely the case. When we sin, we give occasion to non-believers or the enemies of the cross to blaspheme the name of Christ. Nothing is more serious than that. So one question that immediately comes to mind is, how could this happen? (laughs) Of someone who is so prominent, someone who is studying the Word of God and speaking about Christianity uh, by day, and then by night, he's sinning or acting in abject rebellion. And then the cover-up afterwards, the deceiving and the rationalizing about it. How, how can that be? Well, the answer to that is comes directly from Jeremiah 17.9. The heart is more deceitful than all else and is desperately sick. Who can understand it? You know, I heard someone say one time, the human mind can rationalize any sin. And that's absolutely the truth. And so you look at this and you realize how wicked and how sinful our human hearts can be and are. There's been so many examples of these kinds of things in the past, so maybe we shouldn't be too surprised when it happens, but I think we always are to a certain standpoint, especially when it's from a highly respected Christian leader. Think about the president of the National Association of Evangelicals, Ted Haggard. Remember, he had to resign years ago after a sexual scandal. Or Jerry Falwell Jr., the president of Liberty University, resigned or was let go, I think it was, uh, not too long ago after some sexual impropriety from him or his wife or something uh, there. Carl Lentz, uh, the pastor of Hillsong in New York, uh, recently was, was let go after uh, committing adultery. 
Another one that you may have not heard of, a man, Art Azurdia. I remember he was a speaker at the Shepherds Conference uh, that I attend most every year. And I had heard him speak that year, and he's an excellent preacher. Uh, but within a few months after the conference, all of a sudden it came out that he was involved in an adulterous relationship. And it was just a shock. Now, there will be more in, in the future. This isn't going to be the last, and Ravi Zacharias isn't going to be the last name on the list. But the question goes back to how can a respected Christian leader be studying the word, preaching about the faith publicly, and then be hypocritically living in denial of it privately? I think that that's the hard thing to understand. The sexual drive is one of the most powerful human desires. God gives us the sexual drive to be used in ways that honor him, whether it's the intimacy and unity of the marital relationship uh, for procreation, having children, advancing the continuing the, the human race. So sex is a beautiful gift when used as God in, intends it to be used and as he commands it to be used. This is not a dirty thing, but it becomes dirty, it becomes perverse when it's used in a way that God never intended and doesn't command it to be used. This has been a short take from The Christian Worldview with David Wheaton. To find out more about The Christian Worldview, order resources, make a donation, become a monthly partner, or contact us, visit thechristianworldview.org. You can also call us at toll-free 1-888-646-2233 or write to us at Box 401, Excelsior, Minnesota, 55331. That's Box 401, Excelsior, Minnesota, 55331.